You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Natalia, and in today's episode, I will discuss why brain-based approach is the best approach to fixing all your food issues, whether it's an eating disorder, disordered eating, yo-yo dieting, or emotional eating. I think that this episode is also shows appreciation for myself, you know, for choosing brain-based approach. I know that, you know, I'm a neuroscientist after all, but it's great that I was able to combine all my knowledge from the fields of nutrition, neuroscience, neuroplasticity, combine it together and come up with, with you know, some, some great solutions that might help people who struggle with, with eating. And you probably already know that, you know, having just diet plan or great recipes or food rules, it doesn't work. Even if you have recipes for the, for the healthiest food on the planet, you're still going to battle those, those cravings. Maybe your mindset is not in the right place. So it sort of doesn't matter whether you are low carb, carnivore, vegan, Mediterranean, like the diet itself may not matter as much because what you want to achieve is, you know, sustainable mindset and behavior change. And this will lead to long-lasting results. So I truly believe that brain change really must come first before the body change or otherwise it just won't last. That's why people often regain their weight because they do not focus on how to change their behavior, how to change their thoughts about themselves and about the food. So really, you need to focus on how to change your mind, how to change your brain, how to rewire it. And brain is changed by consistent action over time. And what drives the action? Guess what is it? What is it? Those are feelings and thoughts. So to have a certain action, and that action will change the brain, first you have to have a certain feelings and thoughts. That's why today we are going to talk also about, about the mind management. But before that, I would like to yeah emphasize a little bit more, um, maybe not emphasize, but um, maybe extrapolate a little bit more about why I like brain-based approach. So the premise is that, you know, you are not broken. <laughs> Your brain has just wired habit, whether it's a habit of um, binge eating when you are stressed, or maybe it's a habit of, you know, overeating when you have a certain thoughts about your, when you have negative thoughts about your body. You know, all what you are doing, all of your patterns of, of, of behavior, those are usually habits that you are repeating over time. So the urges, the urges to eat, they are usually just faulty wiring. They are just faulty messages your, your brain keeps on repeating because this is what you, you, you've, you, you taught your brain, your brain to do. So I like the brain-based approach because it shows you that you are not broken. It's not like there's something wrong with you. It's just the faulty messaging. I think that in the brain over binge, um, the author called it, you know, neurological junk. And I think that this is pretty accurate. You know, you are perfectly normal person. You just have a shitty habit inside your brain, like nothing personal. 
And and I could even tell you more that actually it means that your brain is healthy. You know, your brain was designed to look for rewards because that helped us to survive. And food was one of the things that that really helped us to to survive. So the brain, you know, came up with the mechanism to to really uh, reward you whenever you eat something uh, palatable. So your brain is actually healthy. And what's more is your brain is trying to protect you because usually uh, we develop these kind of behaviors like binge eating, overeating, secretive eating after the period of starvation. So your brain is afraid that, again, you're going to go on a diet, you're going to cut the calories and that the brain is going to starve. You know, every time you are losing weight, your brain thinks that it's famine. Like, oh my God, we are not going to find food. That's why your brain is trying to protect you from, from dying. You know, like, hey, eat, eat this food. Eat, eat as much as possible that, um, that highly palatable and calorie-dense food because we don't want to die. So, um, so sometimes low-calorie diets or, or just losing, day, losing weight in general really evokes survival mode in the brain. So if you have urges to, to binge and, or overeat, it actually means that, again, your brain is healthy and your brain is trying to protect you. And when you understand that, I think that it's way easier for you to stop reacting emotionally to urges to urges to, to overeat or binge. Or you stop reacting emotionally to your thoughts because you know that your brain is a little bit confused. You know, your brain has thoughts and sometimes it puts those thoughts on like hamster wheel and those are hamster thoughts that are just keep, you know, keep uh, spiraling in your in your brain. Like nothing personal. Again, it's just a habit. You have mental habit of maybe thinking that your ties are so big or thinking that you are not good enough. It's just, it's just uh, the pattern of wiring in your brain. And the great thing is that you can rewire it. And again, if you if you remember that, if you understand the, the the difference between primitive brain and rational brain, it's gonna be way easier for you to separate yourself, separate your like higher brain, your your real self from your primitive brain. Because the urges to binge, they come from the primitive brain. And when you understand that, you know, there is your your higher highest brain your your true self and there is this primitive brain you will understand also that you have actually the power over urges because the primitive brain cannot force you to to move to move your limbs but it's the the rational brain that has the last you know decision the it's the it's the rational brain that makes decision and that means that you have power to say yes, but also the power to say no. And the other thing is that, you know, it's not the, the food, it's not the, 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 the neutral circumstance that, that triggers something in you. No, not at all. It's all about, about your brain, what is happening in your brain. So again, the great news is, and, and this is the most important part of like the brain-based approach, is that you can change. And I know that you can change because, again, brain is highly plastic, highly neuroplastic, which means that it has the ability to rewire itself. Well, sort of rewire itself because it just it doesn't like the rewiring of the brain doesn't doesn't just happen out of nowhere. For the brain to be rewired, it needs to be 
stimulated because it, it can change its own structure and functionality in response to something, whether it's, it's an activity or maybe even mental experience. So the new neural pathways will be formed when you do something different, when you maybe think, feel, uh, or do things a little bit differently. You are carving out a new road in your brain. And when it happens, you know, uh, whenever you have that new thought more often, then the, the connection between those, those neurons becomes a little bit more solid. It becomes stronger. And if you repeat it a lot of times, then in the results, you know, the, that road in the, in the brain will be way stronger and your brain will easier get into that pattern of thinking or, or doing something. That behavior or that thought will become more automatic and more, more comfortable. So this is how the brain can rewire itself. And brain learns through, uh, through for example, self-awareness. That's why when, when you want to get rid of your disordered eating, you need to first gain awareness about, you know, around those, those habits you have right now. You need to gain also self, self-awareness about what do you feel in your body. Brain also, to learn, brain also needs change, novelty. If you are doing all the time, you know, things in, a, in the same way you were doing them before, then you are just enforcing the same habit. That's why you, sometimes you need to do something different. Also, you have to, um, what else? What else? Also, you need to, you know, reconceptualize um, things that you are thinking. <laughs> so you need to find sort of like a new wis- wisdom in the things that are that are happening. Sometimes you just need a little bit different perspective because that will help you to to make different interpretations of the of the events that are happening. Also to learn, to learn new things, new behaviors, brain also needs integration. So integrating pieces of the puzzle into something meaningful is the way brain really learns and the brain needs to you know couple all the information from the different brain regions and of course that takes time that's why we cannot you know expect that once we we perform a habit or we have once a new thought that it's going to be a solid thought no we need we need more we need practice and the brain will need this this integration and all of this is is really great because Again, the brain changes um, if you like stimulate it. It it needs something uh, something to change, something that would you know evoke the change. But it can also be you know mental stimulation. That's why talking therapy or coaching it actually works. It actually changes the structure and functionality of the brain, and it was shown in many you know fMRI studies. I think that even again. Uh, working with therapists and or working with the coach is like a having brain surgery. Like the coach can be like the microsurgeon of your mind because they are changing some things because you are starting to see things differently. You are reconceptualizing um, what what you are experiencing, and that's so great. And I want you to see that the whole process of like changing your brain and neuroplasticity. I want to. Cho- I want you to see it in a way uh, that you know that is inspiring. So that's why I, I right now gonna uh, gonna mention one one term, and I think that that you understand in a second you're gonna understand why I am talking about that. 
So there is something called Kintsugi. I'm not sure whether I pronounce it, uh, you know, correctly, but let's say that that is the correct way. So Kintsugi is a Japanese art of putting broken pottery pieces back together with gold. Okay, do you understand? Like somebody has a pottery, let's say that they have a vase and they and they, you know, destroy it to put it back again together and glue it with gold and something more beautiful is being created. And this is the way I want you to think about your your maybe eating disorder recovery or maybe you just changing your relationship with food. Like right now, maybe you believe that you are broken. Maybe you believe that you have like the habits um, that that are really hard to change. Maybe you, you believe some really negative things about yourself. But what we can do with the coaching and maybe therapy, we can put those pieces back together. We can change your brain. We can rewire your thinking patterns. And we're going to glue it with, with the gold and something beautiful will will be created. Like, I want you to think about all of the process you are going through as in, the, in this way. Because the, in the same way people, um, you know, doing those Jap- that Japanese art, they are, putting, they are putting like broken pieces together. I want you to think uh, in the same way about your, your thoughts. So you need to sometimes reconceptualize those toxic thoughts and turn them into something new, something healthy, uh, something that is really helpful for for you. And I want you to also remember that learning is is <laughs> the important part of learning is also unlearning. So sometimes it's really good to break something, to maybe prune something, so that instead of that there can be something new, something better. So the important part of learning is also unlearning, and in in like when we are using the the neuroplasticity terms, then it would be called pruning. So we also need to prune uh, some behaviors, and that's why a uh, brain-based approach works because you not only create new habits, new new ways of things, thinking, but also you are pruning old habits. That why, that's why it is really possible to totally get rid of your unwanted and harmful habits. Yes, there is hope for you. You can totally fully recover. And when we're talking about this, you know, this neuroplasticity, it's really hard to understand like really how it works. I already told you that, you know, talking therapy or coaching helps. So now I want to, you know, be more specific and I want to talk about the mind management. So mind management will be all about, you know, managing your thoughts, your emotions, your perceptions about other people or or yourself or other things. And also it's just your interpretation of events. And right now I would like to uh, th- th- I would like to show you the importance of mind management and I'm going to use a quote from Caroline Caroline Leaf and the quote goes You can go 3 weeks without food, 3 days without water, 3 minutes without the oxygen, but you can't go 3 seconds without using your mind. You see, guys, this is why it's really important. This is why to fix your relationship with food, it's not only about the the food or how much you're eating, when you're eating, but it's all all about, you know, how you manage your mind, how you manage your thoughts, emotions, and so on. 
working on your thoughts is crucial because we experience our life via our thinking. So according to Sydney Banks, or our life is experienced by our mind, thought, and consciousness. So our life, our experience happens inside out. We experience life via our thinking. I hope that you understand that. And that leads us to the fault work. The fault work would be the most important part if you want to heal your relationship with with food. And not only with food, but in general, if you want to uh, improve the quality of your life. So in mind management, we can, you know, talk about like different methods. We have also different models. So there are a couple of them that I'm using. And the the most important one is probably self-coaching model by Brooke Castillo. But we also have different model called ABCDE model. And it also talks about, you know, how important are our beliefs and, and our, our, our thoughts about it and that we can rewire them. So first, I'm going to talk about the ABCDE model. So first, we've got the activating event. So that, that can be some kind of like a trigger circumstance. But remember that your experience isn't happening because of the circumstance. It actually happens because of your own beliefs. And those beliefs will, will give you a certain like, a consequence. And then what you can do if you don't like those consequences, you can dispute irrational belief by reviewing, by challenging it, because we do have a lot of irrational beliefs. And then E in this model stands for effective new belief. So this is what I, uh, what I talked before about, you know, that you can rewire certain beliefs you have about yourself. You can rewire your thinking. You don't have to believe that you are going to suffer forever, that you um, that you cannot control yourself around food, that you will be over always overweight. Like those are thinking errors. You don't have to believe them. You can change your beliefs and therefore you're going to get different results in life. And that leads me to the self-coaching model by Brooke Castillo. In this model, similar to the previous one, we first have the circumstance, the neutral circumstance that will, you know, evoke certain thoughts in us. And this is the crucial part because this will determine our experience. As I said before, we experience our life via our thinking. And that thinking will evoke a specific feeling. And what, uh, and when we combine thoughts and feelings, this is what drives our action. And a- certain actions we make will produce certain results. So every result you get in your life probably we could, you know, um, tie it back to a certain thought you have because we are acting very often aligned with, you know, our belief systems. So that's why mind management is so important to really work on your thoughts, emotions, perceptions, interpretations, and so on. Okay, I think that this episode was really helpful for you. I hope that you are sold on the idea that really you should work on your mind and that the brain-based approach is the best approach to just improving the quality of your life because you possess the most impressive machine in your <laughs> in your body, which is your brain. And you really shouldn't you know, let your brain do whatever it wants to do. No, you have to be really deliberate about what you are thinking because that thinking will, you know, drive a certain 
um, certain action and it will create certain results. So if you want to feel empowered, if you want to feel like you are in the driver's seat of your of your life, you really have to work on, on the brain and on your mind. Um, that would be all for today. If you have any questions, you can submit them to bingeproofbrain um, at gmail.com. I would really love, uh, love you to, to submit some questions. You can also submit them um, you know, in DM uh, on Instagram. And I hope to see you there. Again, thank you so much for listening today and hopefully see you in the next episode. Bye! If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.